Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the podcast where one of us wish he had uh, nine toes. Uh, that is me. Hello, and welcome to Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Uh, toe, your toe? What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will tell you about my toe. Uh, if you have a feet fetish, this is your podcast uh, for today. Um, so... For a very long time, I have had problems with my big toe on my uh, right side. Okay. And uh, uh, it has been kind of like hurting a little. Um, then it hurt a, a lot. And then I went to the doctors on uh, uh, Thursday after we did the podcast. And uh, when I came uh, to the doctors, he looked at the nail and saw that I, underneath the nail, I had an ingrown nail. Oh, so it was like a dead nail on top, and then it started growing another nail. Yeah. <sighs> so that was amazing. Uh, so he, he took two shots of, like, uh, numbing things into my toe operated on my toe there and then I couldn't feel a thing I was very thankful um, six hours later I could definitely feel a thing I was sure I was going to die because my f- foot was feeling like it was exploding like oh yeah someone someone had put a grenade into my fo- uh, foot and like <laughs> pushed it off. It's because you have so many nerve endings in your feet and your hands. It's, like, way more painful than other places. Even though it's, like, a small incision they made, there's so many nerve endings, it's way more painful. Yeah. I've been fighting an ingrown toenail for a while, actually, myself. Oh, it's so fucking irritating. Right. you got to keep on top of it. Hopefully I won't ever have to go to the doctor, but... Right. Anyway, uh, to make an extremely long story short, uh, so now... Uh, approximately one week later, my toe is still fucking hurting, and they're coming here and shifting on my toe, and one of the nurses said to me today, oh, we are a little worried about your toe, and I said, oh, why is that? Well, we see that it's more red now than it was a week ago when you had your operation. So it has probably gotten an infection in your toe. Mm-hmm. Right. Woohoo! We gotta keep it clean. Uh, yeah. If you... Yeah. I'm, yeah, that's why they're coming here twice a day, shifting my toe. Oh, shift... Band-aid. What does shifting mean? Yeah. Oh, sh- oh, changing the bandage. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Keeping it clean and things like that. So, yeah. Now they're worried, then I have probably... Yeah, my dad make, made a joke that uh, they will just saw it off, and I almost smacked him over the <laughs> I don't know how... I, I'm pretty sure your big toe is, like, pretty integral to you how you walk. It is. Because, like, it's yeah, the last it thing is. that touches the ground when you, like, on your yes. back... The back foot or whatever. 
It is extremely uh, important for your balance, actually. I right. talked to uh, talked to someone that was kind of a, a physiotherapist that I, I am training with, like uh, weekdays now, and she said that uh, like people that have taken their big toes, you use like many years to like find their balance again uh, because you use your big toe. I bet they so have like uh, uh, prosthetics nowadays that w- would help sure. help you with it. Yeah. So, how's your week been? My been shit. I mean, it's snowing here today. Uh, first snow of the year, probably the last snow of the year, knowing Oregon. Um, mm-hmm. It's been a little rough, I don't know. Uh, there's been some hard times here and there, and then uh, oh, yesterday, geez. Felix, Felix uh, had a bout of diarrhea, but he seems fine this morning, my chinchilla. Uh, so I had to deal with that yesterday, so it's just been, it's been a crazy month, really. It just, like, it seems like everything that wants to go wrong is trying to go wrong, even if I'm trying to fix it at the time over the last month. It's like, uh, you know, the one step forward, two steps back every day kind of thing. Let's go directly into the news. Hey, uh, also, I know somebody that uh, lives in Norway. Uh, Oslo is the capital of Norway, for people that don't know. Guess what? It shuts down at the uh, coronavirus mutation strikes Norway. Woohoo! Norway's capital has locked down uh, to combat the, con- the more contagious virus variant. Norway's capital Oslo and nine neighboring mun- municipalities imposed some of their toughest lockdown measures yet on Saturday after an outbreak of the more contagious coronavirus variant. The one first identified in Britain. Shopping centers and non-essential stores will be closed from noon for the first time in the pandemic and will not open until February 1st at the very earliest, the government said. Shops selling food will remain open along with pharmacies and petrol stations. Yeah, it would be a little hard to shut down petrol stations and, and like, food. That would be kind of... Right, you definitely need all those, especially in pharmacies, you have to have those. That's like, yeah. goes without saying. Um, I would assume they're all going to have higher restrictions on, like, entering and the amount of people you can have in the store at a time and everything like that as well. It says organized yeah. sports activities will all be halted, restaurants will all be closed, and schools must now rely more on remote learning. It says more on remote learning, so maybe some schools will still have some kids there? I don't know. It says Norway has, has identified 55 car- cases of the virus variant that is already widespread in yeah. Britain. Uh, this is from data from the Norwegian Institute of Public Health. Uh, our biggest problem is a little uh, town called Follo uh, outside Oslo. Mm-hmm. Approximately 15 minutes out of uh, Oslo, I would say. Uh, where all of a sudden the numbers like uh, rises, everything was like talking about follow, follow, follow in in uh, the Norwegian news there, like we're following almost live. Right. And I think I think like I I talked to my dad uh, today, and he said that uh, they usually take the tube. To go out and and like uh, go in nature and things like that. Sure. And now even like the tube uh, 
institution like uh, the the people that uh, drives the tube stations in Oslo has said that like if it isn't like if you don't have to use it for a crisis don't use it use your cars <laughs> well, <laughs> you I would know, think like, I would think that yeah. in general any kind of train any kind of tube system is a bad idea right now <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean you're just packed inside a little tight space with a bunch of people so yeah yeah but they have had uh, Corona safe uh, tubes for a very long time. Sure, like, I, I yeah. wouldn't. I still don't trust that. <laughs> you know what no, I mean? No, me neither. Me neither. Not with a hammer. Might as well go do an escape room with a bunch of strangers. That's the way I like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder. <laughs> uh, I saw. Talking about escape rooms, I have seen how they have uh, gone to a very good solution with escape rooms. They have used VR headsets, like with with people like uh, oh I, that are still control. at home, and then they just do a yeah. virtual tour kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen this. That sounds cool, though. Yeah. Uh, well, no. So, so uh, I'm not explaining again. Uh, uh, they have a GoPro. Uh, in uh, uh, the place where uh, there's a, a, um, escape room, okay, and you can kind of uh, you you talk to the guy on the GoPro, and he shows you the room, and you tell him what to do. So it's like the guy from Arrested Development, where he's got he's got the iPad connected to his chest, and he's got yes. the dad on it, and he's like, <laughs> yes, okay. What is yeah. yeah right? I totally understand what you're saying. I, that would be a kind of a cool job to be the GoPro guy, actually. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 it is Corona safe as well. And you can make money on your on your uh, business. So it's and and you, you can do it with friends over over Zoom. So it's kind of like it's cool. Right. I figured you could do. You know how they do like virtual tours for like expensive houses online now on like <laughs> Zillow and stuff? No, I don't. Well, they have like these 3D house tours. You can like cruise around houses oh. now online. Yeah. If you want it's kind of cool if you want to go check out some like really expensive houses. Sometimes it's interesting. Um yeah. But I figured you could do that same thing with an escape room kind of thing. You know, just have it be like oh. just have the whole thing be pictured and then you go through the escape room kind of how you do a house tour, but yeah. Yeah. Trisha Paytas is moving. I mean, she's moving so much that she doesn't know where $3,000 is. What are we talking? You you just went off on a tangent. I have no idea where you're going. You're like, we went from one thing to Trisha Paytas. What? <laughs> she's moving. Uh, okay. She's moving. She said on the podcast that she's moving. Mm-hmm. And she said because of the move, uh, the bet she had with Eaton... She doesn't know where the bundle of three thousand dollars is. Okay, I'm, I just don't. I yeah. really don't know how that oh. connects back to what we were talking about. But sure. <laughs> yeah, like I was thinking, maybe we could look at Trisha Payton's house that she was selling. Oh, since she's moving. I I think she was renting her last house, but it's probably oh. up for rent. Yeah. Okay. I remember her hearing she was when they were talking about the Jeffrey Star thing, and they were right. uh, and Hair by Jay was making fun of her for renting her house. That's how I remember. Ah, uh, yeah. okay. Hey, I've been on Grinder. Um, 
uh, I guess maybe I uh, should be a little careful of what information I have laid out on Grinder. Uh, I guess so. Uh, at least in Norway, Grinder has been fined 8.6 million pound or 100 million krone uh, by the Norwegian Data Data Protection Authority after investigations revealed the data app was sharing deeply personal information with their advertisers. That is extremely much money in Norwegian scale. Oh yeah, I can I I can think of a company that has uh, paid so much back to the, the Norwegian government, like uh, at all. It says the information. Sure, sure, yes. Yeah, sorry. I was gonna. I, I was about to get into exactly how much it was, but uh, the information they were sharing was at, with the advertisers included location, mental health details, and sexual orientation. The fine is ten percent of Grinder's global annual revenue around the whole yeah. world. Ten percent of the revenue, let alone yeah. like you were saying, it's a lot in Norwegian terms. Ten yeah. percent of their entire global annual re- revenue. And, and is particularly high because of the personal nature of all the information that was shared. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is definitely the biggest breach of trust I have ever heard about from a company. It's many, many years since I was on Grinder, but uh, I'm sure my information was shared with personal. It's a little too bad, but okay, this is the only thing I, I kind of envy the American system and also thinks it's one of the worst things about the American system. I couldn't sue Grinder if I wanted to because they're like it would be too difficult. In in America, if this uh, lawsuit was in America, mm-hmm. you can bet everybody that was involved with this could sue them. I feel like uh, there could be like a group lawsuit maybe, but I don't know how that works in Norway. Sure. Yeah, group lawsuits in Norway are very rare. Right, okay. Uh, and um, I think the other think problem it, would be that the fact that it's Grinder and this thing that it says right here. Grinder argues that sexual orientation is a specifically protected category of data in Norway was not exposed by selling user data. Since some of them may be straight, th- that argument was rejected by Norwegian authorities who noted that the app exp- yeah. explicitly markets itself exclusively for gay for the game by community uh yes. so the other problem with a group lawsuit is these people who are straight that don't want people to know they were on grinder they're not going to come yeah. forward to, to be part of the lawsuit right sure because then their name's oh, going to be people, out there right for, for people that are new to the podcast i've never listened to it i am by <gasps> i know <laughs> right yes uh, yeah I, and and even yeah. if you've listened for a while you might not know just because Fro doesn't really make a big deal out of it, so... No, not really. I don't really care what sex you are. I fall in love with your heart. Exactly. (laughs) Right, yeah. Uh, That really helps me. Because I'm not single or anything, hint, hint. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very single! <laughs> hey, uh, look, uh, I really, 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 really uh, want to talk about Australia because I think this is kind of funny uh, news. I, I, I find this at least very interesting because Google threatens to withdraw search engine from Australia 
that is the first thing I read. I was like, what? Why? <laughs> Google has threatened to remove its search engine from Australia over the nation's attempt to make it a, the tech giant share royalties with news publishers. And I was thinking to myself, yeah, that kind of makes sense that they would do that. Australia is introducing a first world world first law to make Google, Facebook, and potential other tech companies pay media outlets for their news content. But the U.S. Uh, firms that uh, fought back, uh, warning that the law c- could make them withdraw some of their service. Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison said lawmakers would not yield to threats. Australia is uh, far from Google's largest market, but it uh, uh, proposed uh, news code is seen as possible uh, global test case for how governments could seek to regulate big tech firms. Do you know what? I think Australia gets my gold medal this week. I think this is outstanding good news. I think this is fighting against Google, and I I fucking love it. I think the problem, one of the real problems is it's showing that Google feels like it's bigger than an entire country. Like, it can just be like, oh, you're a country with laws? Well, we're just not going to... Yeah. We don't like your laws as a country, so we're just not going to do business with you. Because we're bigger than countries, basically. Like, that's a real issue it, to me. Uh, yeah, but it... Uh, it, it, it uh, I'm not sure that's a bad thing that Google shows itself. To be a shit company that we have always have known that sure Google yeah that's true yeah shit company because I mean I, I I wish they have done this I I I'm I'm surprised they haven't done this in other countries to be honest and it, I, it makes total sense because let's say you're on Google you Google something you go to the news section you click on the news the revenue goes to Google. Like all the revenue, the commercial things that I uh, is on the new there's their news a- aggregator, it goes to Google. It makes sense that I have to pay back to like small businesses uh, uh, or small newspapers. It makes total sense. I think the problem is that they're also going to be sharing with giant newspapers and like sure. giant companies as well. Um, and, and that, it's also hard to, to divide revenue. What is I'm sure that this is a, a problem as well. Like finding out how, how much percentage school should keep and how much uh, the companies should keep as well. Well, it says here why why Australia is pushing this law. Google is the dominant search engine in Australia, and it's been described by the government as nearly essential utility with little to no market competition. The government has argued mm-hmm. that because the tech fl- platform games customers from people who want to read the news, the tech giants should pay newsrooms who make that news a fair amount for their own journalism. In addition, it has argued yeah. that the financial support is needed for Australia's news industry because uh, the media is vital to the country's democracy. Yeah, right. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think that's true for every country, right? Yeah. Media companies, including News Corp Australia, a unit of Rupert Murdoch's empire, have lobbied yeah, hard against sure. the government <laughs> to force tech firms to negotiate to the negotiating right. table. 
I'm I'm not sure I feel very <laughs> sad for 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 tech, uh, for for him. I have a feeling though that like uh, because the it says here the U.S. firms are fighting back, uh, warning the law would make yeah. them withdraw some of their services. I have a feeling if you're watching CNN or MSNBC right now, they're on the opposite side of this. Which if oh, you're definitely. if they are. Which I don't watch them, so I wouldn't know. But if they are, and you're agreeing with them, you're also on the side of Rupert Murdoch. Just letting you know. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> the wrong side. <laughs> hey, um, I was very smart. Uh, look, uh, I definitely bought uh, uh, stocks in GameStop before the Corona virus started because I thought, hey, they are the best tech firm in the world. Oh, wait, I didn't buy stocks in GameStop because they are a failing company that is selling... Uh, what, 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 what are those called those little statues ago? Uh, again, Punk Fox? No, Punk Fox. Oh, Funk Pops. Funk Pops. Funko Pops, yeah. What are they called? That's what they're called, Funko Pops. Uh, oh, they are called Funko Pops. Yes! Okay. Cool. okay. You thought I was I, I mean, sure. it does sound stupid. It's just, that's yeah, actually what does. they're called. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, well, uh, according to amateur stock buyers on Reddit of all places in the world, well, they wanted to save GameStop from failing. Shares in the U.S. game company soared more than 300% this past week as a result between private and professional invest uh, invest uh, investors. Video game bricks, motor retailer, GameStop is arguably something of a relic. No shit, Sherlock. Uh, but the share uh, price soared another 120% on Wednesday trading in New York. Holy cow. Analysts blame tech-savvy young day traders who have, uh, say they are taking a hedge fund or, uh, funds in conflict with their uh, generational overtones. And the phenomenon could be spreading uh, to Europe with several stocks subject to usual uh, fluctuation in Wednesday's trading. At the moment the upstarts have the upper hand, uh, this is certainly not good news coming out of the company. GameStop described as a failing business, uh, failing retailer by one professional investor made losses of seven, $795 million in 2019. <clears throat> that didn't deter mm -hmm. an army of social media day traders with access to free uh, low-cost trading platforms such as Robin, who who probably have a lot of time on their hands, they've been swapping tips and ramping up Reddit's chat threads. Uh, chat thread Wall Street bets. GameStop is not their only one in their site. BlackBerry, AMC, uh, Nokia, and others, but it's currently the battleground between the Goliaths and hedge fund managers and big investors. The Davids who make up the Reddit's private. Uh, private group, uh, key to what's going on is a thing called shorting, where the hedge fund man ma managers borrow shares in a company from other investors in a belief that the price stock is going to fall. The hedge fund sells the shares for the mar at the market 
oh, on the market at, for example, $10 each and waits until they fall to $5, then buys them back. The borrowed shares are returned and the original to the original owner and the hedge fund manager pockets the leftover profit. Uh, so what happened here is these hedge fund managers made a bet uh, earlier in the year that GameStop would go out of business, Fro, and that mm-hmm. they would make a return on the investment that they they bet on it failing. So then these Redditors come in and they inject all this liquidity into the company and it loses all these big hedge fund managers a ton of money because it means that this company is not going to go under anymore and that's what they bet on. So what happens here is they all bet on black. Reddit came in and spun the wheel and it landed on red. (laughs) And now everybody's pissed. They're blaming Russia. They said, oh, this might be people at Russia are doing this on Reddit. Yes, I heard that. I heard that. Yeah. It's always got. It's always Russia, from. Always Russia. Can't trust anything anymore. But yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, this no. is a serious fight back by the internet. Uh, yeah. Against. It's fun. Against it's the real funny. world stock market. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Like I said, this is good news. Like. It's good news, but what's going to happen is because these people own the government, the Wall Street investors, they own every politician that that we have. Uh, we'll be pissed. They're going to be pissed, and we're going to get a ton of Wall Street regu- regulation that's going to cause uh, these day trader apps to be shut down. Probably just like all these other yeah. websites are being shut down, they're going to go. Oh, we can't have these because they break these regulations that we just made up last week. Well. I did do one very good investment this uh, week. I bought stocks in uh, uh, Juan Gadot. Yeah. Oh, you did? Well, you probably are not yeah. doing great then because Venezuela's really? Juan Guaido is a privileged interloker, but no longer <laughs> considered interim president by the EU uh, states. Said it as they said in a statement on Monday, sticking by their decision to downgrade Juan Guaido's status. I wonder why. The U.S. 27 <laughs> states had said on January 6th that they could no longer legally recognize Guaido as he lost position as head of the parliament following legislati- legislative elections in Venezuela, despite the EU not recognizing that vote. Uh, following the dispute, right. re- disputed re-election of Nicolas Maduro in 2018, Guaido, the head of the parliament, became the interim president, uh, or at least seen by the United States and Britain as the rightful leader. The status of interim president gave Guaido access to funds confiscated from Maduro by Western governments, as well as affording him access to top officials and supporting his uh, pro-democracy movement. Uh, the 27-member EU said in a joint statement that he was part of a democratic opposition despite a resolution by the European Parliament last week for the EU government to maintain Guaido's position. I'm not sure I support anybody down there anymore because Mundoro is cray-cray. He's uh, he's been out and like oh there's this miracle cure cure for COVID, but we don't have any proof for it. Well, maybe they do have it, and they just don't. <laughs> they just haven't showed anybody. Uh, I yeah. what I'm to understand is Iran just got like the Russian vaccine, and they are starting to give it to people. And Iran is dealing with Venezuela. Like 
Venezuela, because they're under such strict sanctions by the U.S. and everybody, Iran has been, like, there's an Iranian uh, grocery store that's kind of like the Iranian Walmart uh, has started to move into Venezuela to fill in that gap. So I wouldn't be surprised if this miracle cure that you're talking about is the Russian vaccine, is what I'm saying. Uh, Yeah, and uh, Sweden has also stopped uh, vaccine payments to Pfizer and also stopped. Uh, uh, Who has? Uh, Sweden. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, I'm seeing uh, here since October, Venezuela Venezuela has been part of trials for the Sput- Sputnik Five vaccine from Russia. Right. Okay. Right. Leon Black paid uh, Jeffrey Epstein a hundred and fifty-eight million. And he will now retire. Who the fuck is Leon Black? We talked about this guy before. Uh, we knew that he had paid him 158 million. Now uh, he's actually having to. Uh, he's admitting it. There's newly disclosed payments, and he's retiring due to the fact that this happened. Uh, CEO oh, really? Leon Black paid child sex predator Jeffrey Epstein 1.58 million for financial advice from tw- 2012 through 2017, despite knowing at the time Epstein pleaded guilty to sexual sexually abusing underage underage girl in 2008. A probe by law firm retained by Apollo was found. The newly disclosed payments are whopping three times more than. The minimum of $50 million in payments Black was reported in October to have made to the controversial manager, Epstein, uh, which we talked about at the time. But Apollo also said that the investigation by law firm Deschertz found no wrongdoing by Black. However, or the investment company, which hired this company to do the investigation, by the way. Uh, However, Black said he will retire as the CEO at the end of July. Black said he will remain a chairman of the firm he co-founded. Uh, Mark Rowan will become the CEO. It's a little like if I paid someone to uh, like have an investigation of me, and I was the leader of the investigation. <laughs> like, right. feels a little like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're being paid to find. Evidence yeah. to prove that the company's not at fault more than anything. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Black said that he decided that one way I can begin to address the grievous error of having a professional re- relationship with Epstein was to pledge $200 million towards gender equality initiatives and supporting survivors of domestic violence, sexual assault, and human trafficking. The large amount of money is just a small fraction of the value of Epstein's advice in Black's mind, he said. Yeah. Is it okay if I don't forgive him? <laughs> I, I don't think I, I don't think donating to money after the fact is kind of like helping you anymore at all. I don't think that uh, uh, that kind of cleans your name at all. To be honest, there's clearly something weird going on here. Uh, oh yeah, because it, it, what they're saying is he paid him for the paid him all this money for financial advice is what they're calling it. But then if you look into the like where the money actually went to to begin with, uh, 
Mm-hmm. Deschutes reported that Black made two loans to Epstein between 2013 to 2017, totaling $30 million in connection with a tr- art transaction. Wait, so yeah. how is an art transaction oh. financial advice unless... Yeah. Right? I guess well, investment I, in I art, guess, maybe? Yeah, I, I guess I could say, hey, get that Rembrandt. It's going to get to uh, have a lot of money in 10 years. That would be financial advice and also an art deal, I guess, maybe. Sure, I guess. I I guess it just... (laughs) Not the kind of financial advice I think of, yeah. (laughs) Mm. Um, Our uh, favorite friend of the show, DC Max, uh, has asked the judge to dismiss Jeffrey Epstein's sex case. I think maybe she will have a problem with this. Uh, she's asking the judge to dismiss the criminal sex case, saying that the controversial plea agreement uh, made by the late child predator Jeffrey Epstein bars her from being prosecuted. So remember this plea deal that we've heard about in the documentaries, the multiple yeah. documentaries that... They made in Florida with Jeffrey Epstein, and he included some of his cohorts in that plea deal, and she was one of those people. She's saying that that's one of the reasons uh, they should dismiss the trial. In a flurry of court filings Monday, Maxwell also requested two separate trials for charges that she faces in Manhattan federal court. Her lawyers also argued that the indictment against her is flawed because it was issued by a grand jury pulled from a def- demographic pool that contains fewer blacks and Hispanics than the pool of potential jurors for her trial. Wow. So she's saying the the jury is not diverse enough and that that's not it's not a fair trial because her, the jury is not diverse enough. <laughs> I want less less rich white people in my <laughs> court case because I think that will work for me. I guess I don't understand. I think it's worst fucking argument I have ever heard in my entire life. I really think it's just them buying time more than anything. I don't think I don't think they really believe this is going to do anything other than buy time. Yeah, no, no, it is totally bullshit. So Elmo would introduce the next next case like this. Cookie Monster <laughs> could be worth a lot of dough. <laughs> That's so much. Would you spend $10,000 on a rock, Fro? Oh, definitely. I mean, definitely. Uh, I think people do all the time. It's called a diamond, but... uh <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, I'm so rich. I mean, I have diamonds up there. Right. Uh, $10,000 yeah. for a diamond ring is actually not all that much when you think about it, but a rock that looks I, like... I have no fucking clue. I have never bought a diamond rock, so... Uh, a rock that looks like Sesame Street's Cookie Monster is worth $10,000, geologists say. Uh, geologists, cookie lovers, and many social media users are hungry for footage of an unusual geode that represents... It resembles a cookie-devouring Muppet after it was first revealed online earlier this month. Uh, Geologist Lucas Farsi, 33, found it in Brazil last November. Uh, The rock now belongs to California-based geologist Mike Bowers, who says collectors are now offering him up to $10,000 for the one-of-a-kind geode. 
So I have seen a picture of this. You remember Forrest Gump? Sure. Yeah. Uh, do you remember when Forrest Gump like runs and he gets money on his face and he tur- like uh, takes a T-shirt and like uh, take it to his face and gives it back and it's the uh, that smiley emoji. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is how much I think this looks like Cookie Monster. I think it looks like Cookie Monster. I mean, it's blue. It's got oh. the eyes in the right position. I mean, to... Really? Yeah, sure. To a degree. Okay. I don't. I don't know I what you're I, looking I, I, at, then, because how do you not see Cookie I, Monster in this? <laughs> I see I see an open mouth, something blue and googly eyes. Isn't that what Cookie Monster is? <laughs> What else is Cookie Monster besides blue, an open mouth, and googly eyes? <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, no, that's the point. <laughs> Serious for Cookie. Yeah, I don't do a good uh, Cookie Monster. I, I think Cookie Monster was my favorite Muppet when I was a kid, though. Uh... <laughs> Can you guess what, what, uh, which one was mine? <laughs> was he really? Was Elmo really your favorite? I have a feeling he wasn't. You're oh, yeah. just saying that for the gimmick. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I didn't know. Yeah, because when we were a kid, Elmo was like barely on Sesame Street. It's only until it like yeah. the early two thousands. That's when Elmo kind of took over. After yeah. Tickle Me Elmo, right, is when Elmo took over Sesame Street. Yeah, oh yeah. Before that, I like sh- I think, yeah, there were think- other Muppets that kind of were more prevalent for sure. Uh, what was the uh, Big Bird? I think was my favorite. Oh, really? Was that okay. also a little later? No, Big Bird no, was, that was uh, original, that was, that was, yeah. I think, like, yeah. there was Grover, who was, like, really oh, big Grover before, was, yeah. and then Elmo kind of yeah. took over Grover's place yeah. as, like, the new mainstay of the of the show. But, yeah, no, uh, what was the bassist called again? The what? The bassist. The one that plays trumps. Drums. Oh, see, I was thinking you were talking about a bass guitar. Uh, no. I don't... On Sesame Street? Or are you talking about yeah. The Muppet Show? I'm maybe talking about The Muppet Show? Right. I think you're thinking of The Muppet Show. I am thinking of The Muppet Show. Mm-hmm. Am I? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. Uh, is it a little weird that I confuse those two things? <sighs> They're all Muppets. <laughs> That is true. At least you didn't call uh, uh, Doug uh, a uh, Disney movie, so there's that. (laughs) There's like 2% of people listening to this that will get that joke, but... I laughed so much when that (laughs) came up, yes. Okay, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, NBA player turned conspiracy theorist stage one... A man pro Trump protests. Right. Remember last week we were like, I didn't see a single protest <laughs> at the at the uh, inauguration. Uh, be- and we were like, is it because there's so many cops there, or is it because people are just like, we give up on Trump and we're just accepting it? Well, this one guy came out apparently all by himself uh, to protest oh, at the inauguration. Oh, from oh. I guess his name is. David Wood, who is a former NBA player, so give me a countdown, we'll watch this video. 
Yeah, I was a little like, really? Okay, the, I, I'm going to I'm going to call myself out for being a little racist there because I was like a black man protesting. That would be weird. Oh, because you hadn't seen the video. I was like, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, I hadn't seen the video. Okay, you had to, you should have probably explained that first. But yes, uh, yeah, because if you even see the thumbnail, it's very clear he is very a very white man. Yeah. Okay, continue. He's he's very white. Okay, in three, two, one, play. What's your name, sir? David Wood. And are you with any group or just here on your own behalf? I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I love God. Oh, I worship God. He loves home. God. And I'm a former NBA player. Too. He worships really? God with his horn. It's like the ram's horn. Wow. And is that is that a Templar crest on the on the shirt, shirt there? Is this true? The, what? the cross? Is that is that a? I, I don't know what it is. I but he played shirt. with eight teams. Wow. Have someone really like checked this out? I mean, he's an older guy. He probably played when he was much younger. This is God's country. Take you now. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He's got the ram's horn, which is like a very Jewish tradition, right? Yeah. So it's just strange because he's like, I'm here for God, I'm a Christian, and then he goes and he blows the ram's horn, right? He can blow that horn, bro. How do you feel about Antifa? What does Antifa mean? I don't know about Antifa, but I know... I love how he has a GoPro. Group of and a mask that he doesn't use. That's funny. He is wearing a mask, yeah, and it's got it. He's got it down around his chin. Maybe he took it off so he could be interviewed, but you would think that would be the time you would want to wear a mask because you're close. Yeah. To and also, I would not look like an asshole on TV. <laughs> if I had my mask on. Black lives matter to me. Oh, black lives matter to God. I didn't know that. I'm a big supporter of the term Black Lives Matter. Yes, they do matter. Were you at the Capitol on the six? I was. What'd you do? <laughs> I um, I couldn't believe the spin on that. The Trump rally was amazingly. Oh. They started it out in prayer to God. It was like a country music concert. <laughs> I feel like this guy should probably be put in a home, oh, but uh, yeah, yeah. I feel a little sorry for him. Everybody's gonna blame it on Donald Trump. He said, "March to the Capitol." <laughs> <laughs> Do not be violent. We'll never give up. Uh, I mean, that's not inciting a riot. It's, it's so ridiculous. Oh, oh no. Spin. It's ridiculous. The spin, the spin. The spin of the media. Alright, we can stop it there. So yeah, that, that was the one guy apparently all by himself protesting the inauguration. <laughs> I don't know who's more crazy, this guy or the guy we're going to talk to later. I mean, this guy, I bet, is... I mean, if he played basketball for eight NBA teams, I feel like he's probably pretty well off. You know what I mean? It's not like he's a crazy homeless guy. Do you think he's a flat earther as well? I could be. Mm. Uh, hey, do you like normal things? Sometimes. I like normal things. Normal ice cream, for example. Like vanilla, plain vanilla, sometimes. I think that's the best. Sometimes, yeah. And then sometimes yeah. not. It just depends. Yeah. But hey, fuck normal! Tron tells the truth. This is Tron, but Tron tells the truth. I don't want to go back to normal. I hate normal. Normal wasn't good. 
normal was stress, stress, stress. How much we really stress is fucking incredible. We work too much, we die too fast, we eat too fat. During this pandemic, well, instead of being broadly poor, I enjoyed life in so many ways. Yeah, I have to wear a mask here and there, and not many pubs and clubs are open, but when I was walking in my neighborhood, big, beautiful forest with snow, I found out how good life is. How good it is if this could be normal. It's always said that we have to work more to keep the welfare society going. We have to work more so we can buy more and die early. Because we had to keep a system constantly working around. Because we have to obey. We have to be there. We have to show success. We have to show this. We have to show that. We have to have the biggest fucking car. The most expensive fucking phone. This blah, 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 blah. A lot of people who call me a hippie, a communist, and so on. Well, okay, I'm fine with that. Because I'm tired of people putting name tags on me just to make me shut the fuck up. Because everybody who knows me knows that I never shut the fuck up. When they had a first lockdown in Britain, a lot of people went home to the offices. They started pendling in big numbers into London. And when they opened again, a lot of people found out that, wow, shit, why haven't I quit this bullshit life before? Why do I stress from morning to fucking evening? I cannot fucking see my family. Why do I marry to a person that I never see anyway? What's the fucking point? It was a car commercial many years ago in America who, who bragged, or a guy who was bragging about he didn't take enough holiday. Yeah, because he was a hard-working son of a bitch who needed a big car. Yeah, I'm happy with my penis, so I don't need to spend one more extra work month a year just to buy a bigger one. It's incredible how you cannot enjoy fucking life more. I hope today's system breaks down. The problem is then the people on the top have to break down. People like... Yeah, you know, you know the guys. You know, the guy from Tesla, the guy from Amazon, and so on. Those guys are just being richer and richer and richer. Because we want to sit there in our fucking flats, our houses, and be fucking paranoid. Yeah. Now the Republicans trying to blame it on China again. Yeah, of course they do. Chinese people are always to blame for every fucking thing. Well... They have to wake up something new because they cannot say the Jews anymore. But can we not people come together all over the borders, all over the world, and just admit the life we had before the pandemic wasn't that good. It wasn't that fun. I am one of the persons who just admit the only thing I, why I do my job is to get paid. I would... If I won a lottery ticket with a tons of money that I didn't have to work anymore, I wouldn't work anymore. So the people come to me and say, Tron, you wouldn't work? What are you going to do all day? What are you going to do all day? What are you fucking going to do all day? That, that's not the problem. It's not a problem, you know, maybe you don't have, you don't have any hobbies. But it's a job. It's there just to occupy your time. You don't know what to fucking do. Well, how you cannot meet people? 
Yes, you can. Yes, you can. There are lots of organizations, theater groups, and all kinds of things. You can meet people. The job is not the factor to everything in your fucking life. The only way, the reason why the job is there, is fucking to get paid. To pay your fucking bills, put food on the table. People are like, why don't you have a higher goal as a career? Career for what? Work myself to death and get retired with the lost pension? Is that good? Is that give me some credit? It's like in some way in the afterlife, somebody says, hey, John, you really worked hard. You were in the top of the league. I don't give a fuck if people worship me. I don't give a shit about having a statue or a road or anything call up to me because I'm fucking dead. I want to live life here and now. And during the pandemic, I felt more alive in some ways. Some ways not. I'm worried about my family and friends and so on and the sickness. But when the sickness of one day disappear, I hope we can go to better to do something else, to make a different path, not to the left, not to the right, just forward, away from this fucking bullshit. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Have a nice day. That was uh, Tron Tells the Truth. He has been more funny lately than I think is is uh, good. Uh, I laughed very much of this. Yeah, thank you, Tron. He's a good talker, yeah. You're the best, Tron. Uh, TV round. Hey, uh, Jamie Lynn Spears, uh, uh, the sister of Britney Spears. Star of Zoe 101. <laughs> yes! Very good TV show. Amazing. I, I told two seconds about that. I don't think I saw more than two, three, four episodes. Of I've actually seen one or two episodes and didn't know that was Jamie Lynn Spears. So we're in like the really? opposite. Yeah, we're in like opposite boat. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, anyway, she calls Tesla a secret car killer. Then she switches gears. See what I did there? Or, or what they did what there? What they did there? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she said that Elon Musk Tesla car, she's calling him out for the death of her family pets on social media. <laughs> she called the Tesla a secret car killer because it's so silent, animals can't hear the vehicle coming. She said... <laughs> In, in an Instagram post, Elon, you owe me a couple of cats. <laughs> By Saturday, Spears went back on social media saying, I did not run over any cats. Tesla is not to blame, and I never intended it to be. Uh, she said in in the post, adding, user error is admittedly involved. We always check for our vehicles before moving our car. It sounds true. like you ran over your cat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what it sounds like. <laughs> it, Definitely did. <laughs> right, she says she didn't, but I'm pretty sure she ran over her cat. I, I think we have definitely proof for her running over her cat. <laughs> Don't deny it as hard. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we would believe you. Right, yeah. Like if you deny something that hard... Uh, it gets a little suspicious. And, and and the amount of time it took to come out about it, and like the way it's worded, <laughs> it feels very like yeah. uh, lawyer talk, speak and everything else. Yeah. 
Okay, TV. I have seen a lot of TV. Uh, I have seen the first three episodes of Prodigal Son, a new season. Okay, I, uh, there's three? Okay, I thought there was only two. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think yesterday? Maybe today? Oh, no wonder I haven't seen it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, really good. Uh, I really, really dig this show. I think it's actually better the second season than the first uh, because of uh, the implication of him him getting more and more crazy and more and more ludicrous because he kind of have, have to help his uh, sister and things like that. Like, I really, 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 really like this. Uh, to three first episodes, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, that is something I've seen. What about you? Let's see. Uh, I saw Flack on Amazon, yeah. which is Amazon is promoting as like a new show. Yeah, should we tell the audience why we saw this, maybe? Or TV we show. We were kind of... Yeah, TV show... Uh, we were looking at things coming out, and uh, we all of a sudden we saw this flak thing coming out, and uh, we were googling it, and we were like, "Oh, this has been on UK TV before." So yeah, yeah. I've seen the first. The UK first version, I guess, or the UK. I don't know mm. if they're different. Like, did they re-edit it for American TV? I don't know, but. No the original when it originally came out was 2019 and Amazon's right. promoting it kind of like the first season is a brand new show which a lot of actually right. streaming services seem to be doing which I think is kind of a dirty yeah. tactic it's a dirty trick yeah. but there aren't a lot of TV right. shows coming out because of the pandemic so I understand why they're doing right. it uh, they're just taking yeah. British TV shows that Americans haven't seen and that, so they think that they're the, it's the first season but I guess what's happening is there is a second season of this out already, or it's already been yeah. made, or it's yeah. being made, or something. Yeah. And no, it's already out. It's yeah. already made, okay. Uh, and that Amazon is the one that picked it up uh, because yeah. it was supposed to air on um, British television, but apparently uh, it got picked up by Amazon instead. I think because of the pandemic. Right. But what did you think about the show? Right, it's about uh, a woman who works as, like, what, a PR person for people who mm -hmm. have ter the worst PR possible. Like, you killed a hooker, this is the person <laughs> you call, right? Yes. Um, so she deals with a lot of, like, drug, druggy rock stars and uh, horrible investment banker guys who have no morals and things like that. Um, I think it was an interesting concept. Of a TV show, I I I I, I, it, it, I guess maybe it sounds a little boring, but I think the concept of it. Oh, the concept is super interesting yeah. because there's a lot yeah. of drama and there's a lot of like, you know, uh, drug, sex, fast, the uh, fast sure. living, that kind of thing. You know, that sells for sure on a TV show. Uh, it had this weird problem for me where, especially at the end of the first episode, you're left going. So nobody's the good guy. Yeah. I, I <laughs> there are no... Nobody to root for because everybody's a horrible person in this show. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Uh, the acting's pretty good, right? Um, yeah. I really like the... Not uh, the assistant character, who's very, like, this very timid, mm -hmm. 
uh, person that just kind of shows up and is always bossed around and everything. That's a very funny character. But overall, what did I give this? I gave it a five right in the middle. It's like it's like kind of just a super <laughs> in the middle show. That is so funny. Do you want to guess my uh, character? I gave it a five as well. That's weird. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I couldn't agree with you more. It's very in the middle. It's not bad though. It's like they're like I. I if someone asked me, would I recommend it? I would. I would say that I. I recommend it more than I don't recommend it. I think a five is a, is a, very blank like character because we go from one to ten. But I. I have no problem saying it's a okay show to watch. I. I wouldn't like judge you. It has you all the technical. All the technical yeah. merit to be a good show. The problem is it that yeah. there's nothing to connect with. Because, like I said, there's yeah. no person... Yeah. I don't know who the person is in this world that goes, no. Oh, I get that. That's totally... Right. I, I identify yeah. with this person in the in the show. Because it would be like, okay, you're a psychopath. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, I enjoyed it. Like, like I said. Okay enough. Um, uh, let's go to Coyote, I guess. Okay. Because you said you've seen this last week, right? I believe so. I think that's when it came yes. out. Um, yeah, this is Michael Shiklas uh, in a Michael Shiklas movie, uh, TV show. Jesus Christ, why, why am I saying TV movie all the time? Uh, it's, uh, very good, but it seems like I kind of have seen something familiar like this before. I don't really know how to characterize it. I, I like the one, like... His reasoning for, uh, like, uh, going to Mexico after, like, uh, pen pensioning from his job is ludicrously stupid. Like, like I, I, I find that, like, his reasoning for doing that, like, super stupid. But it's a good TV show. I, 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 I think it's, it's uh, very driven by him. And he's a good actor. If you don't like him, I don't think you would like this show. Uh, I give it the six point five. Okay, I saw name that tune on Fox. Oh, yeah, me too. With the the lady from Thirty Jane, Rock, Jane, Jane Krakowski. Krakowski. Yes. Uh, right. She's the lady from Thirty Rock. You'd know her from there if you've seen that show. Uh, she's the host of the show. It's a show where you have to name that tune it's like if you remember fm radio from back in the day the dj would come on and be like here we're gonna play whatever two seconds of a song and if you can name it you're gonna win the led zeppelin tickets right that kind of thing except but, they made a whole yeah, game but, show out of it and who's on piano randy randy's on piano randy jackson from, randy jackson from american idol and he looks so fucking old, and he looks so like he would be everywhere else but there. He's like having the lamest jokes, the lamest everyday. Like, 
Randy Jackson seems like he wants to be anywhere on Earth except just there. Except, especially when he has to play one tune on his fucking piano and does it like, like a children, not a children's school, like, bing! So fucking... Spoilers, oh. this is a fake game show. <laughs> it's not real. And I know... Really? Right. You're gonna go, oh, that's crazy. Do you have any proof? And I would say, yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> I uh, would say that. Why did you think it was fake? I guess I'll let you go first because I no, I no, definitely I have some proof. I didn't think I, I didn't think it was fake. It definitely fake. I'll tell you why. Oh, okay. There's okay. one song that they name in here. The contestant calls the name of it, and somehow he knows to change the name of the song to the incorrect name of the song, but uh, a acceptable name to put on television. It, it's a Black Eyed Peas song that's, let's get it, let's get, right? Let's, let's get, get onward. It's not... That's not the song. Oh. <laughs> the original song oh. is Let's Get R-Word. <laughs> oh! That's really? the name of the song. <laughs> Look up Black Eyed Peas, Let's Get R-Word. That's the actual name of the I, song. I will, yeah. So... It's if how would he know to change it from to the like uh, politically correct acceptable a answer, unless he was being told to say the correct answer, right? Yeah, sorry, I'm I'm I'm, I'm googling. Oh my Jesus Christ! You are a hundred and ten percent correct. So either it's fake in the way that he said the right answer, and then they had to refilm it and say that you can't right. say that on TV. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Or it's fake in the way they told him the answer and they said this is the the song that, like, this is the title you're allowed to use. Right? So either way, it's fake. Yeah, because oh, I always have uh, have song like, let's get it started. Right, but I grew up with that song on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> and it was the R word on, even come on, come on. on yeah. the radio when I was a kid. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's uh, definitely proof that it's fake. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's a shit show anyways. So. Right, I, I'm not going to watch any more episodes after these. Uh, I thought the host wasn't all that great either. She's kind of annoying. Oh, she's there. Uh, it was fun, fun with that one guy that won, though. He really seemed like he deserved it. Uh, I'd definitely give this like a three, I think. Yeah... I don't think it uh, deserves a lot more. Uh, I think I give it a 3 as well, maybe 3.5. You think? Okay. Just, just before, because I feel very sorry for Randy Jackson that had to be there. <laughs> he did look very unappeal, like unappealed <laughs> to be there, and the band was just kind of like, yeah, we're a band. They were not like anybody yeah. special that you've ever heard of either, so. No. No, I felt sorry for it. So I, I'm giving it the half point more just because I feel so, sorry for Randy Jackson. <laughs> uh, what else have I seen this week? Uh, I have seen a Norwegian television show. It is called Everybody Against Everybody. Uh, it is uh, uh Two groups uh, of celebrities, uh, two, two celebrities in, in a booth, 
uh, that has to uh, answer like uh, common like general knowledge questions in a fun way. It's um, seven groups of celebrities and everybody meets everybody. That's like the, the concept of it. And they have kind of a ta- uh, like a, a league table. So it, like if you win one, you get so many points. And uh, if you lose, you get minus points. And they uh, go forward to a semifinal, then a semifinal to finale and things like that. It is very interesting, and I find it very, like, it's a very cozy, very easy to digest uh, program that is perfect to clean your house to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I'm going to give it a six. Okay, uh, I saw Night Stalker, The Hunt for a Serial Killer on Netflix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another true crime Netflix documentary yeah of the millions that they've done yeah can i just tell you how fucking awfully tired i am of seeing the same documentary over and over again on netflix this one had less i mean recently they've been doing a lot of them where they have uh you know the interviews but then they mix it with like a, a a lot like a an acted version of it, like a re reenacted sure. version of it. Yeah, yeah. This one didn't have as yeah. it didn't really have as much reenaction reenactment, but it's still sure. like a crime documentary thing. I, I, I've seen three in the last few months. I saw, I first the first one I saw was the Olympic Park bomber one, and then I because right. they recommended it, I saw the Unabomber one, and now I saw this one, and I'd have to go like, the Unabomber one is the worst. This one is right in the middle, uh, and then the the Olympic Park bomber is probably the best out of those three. So this one kind of falls in between those. Uh, It's about the Night Stalker, obviously, in L.A., killing people. I thought it was way more uh, Discovery Channel, not as well put together as the Olympic Park one. Uh, I give it a 4.5, probably. I mean, it's kind of interesting, but, like, it's just getting... uh, the, The genre is getting worn out, for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm getting my documentaries confused, and I I kind of like I am a very big fan of documentaries, so I hate it when they get too much alike, and I I felt like this was very generic, very I I, I find the topic interesting enough to watch all of the episodes, but mm-hmm. nothing more than that. So this is is getting me getting a four from me. Uh, talking about Netflix and shit shows on Netflix, I saw Fate, the Wing Saga on Netflix. Uh, hey, uh, do you like Harry Potter? Okay, cool. Uh, do you like uh, Vampire Diaries? Oh, cool. Let's make a TV show that's Harry Potter and the Vampire Diaries. Uh, but for God's sake, don't make it cool. <laughs> or with good acting. <laughs> that is that is more or less the TV show. <laughs> this this was two episodes and I'm totally fucking out of this. I could not care less about this teens in 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 this school for magic powers. It's about this fairy 
And her power is that she has fire hands. Look, it is super interesting, right? Mm -hmm. Sounds very interesting. Well, it's it, it kind of reminded me very of of um, oh fuck, what is that show that we both hate, uh, where the teens are from that uh, uh, oh uh, Riverdale. It's like it super reminded me of a Riverdale show. Like it is so polished. It's so like everybody has to look perfect with perfect teeth and like white smile and and everything. No, I really, really didn't like this TV show. It was super boring, super trite. I don't recommend it at all. I'm giving it a very weak three. Okay. Extremely weak tree. I remember seeing like a poster or something. For some reason, I thought this was a cartoon. I don't know why I thought it was a cartoon. Uh, it's based on a cartoon, yeah. Oh, that's probably why. Okay, the name sounds yeah. like a cartoon as well, doesn't it? Just fate. Yeah. Wink. It sounds like a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I haven't seen the cartoon, by the way. No, me neither, but yeah. I'd... Right. Maybe I just look when I looked it up. That it I looked up like the original cartoon and just didn't even check. But yeah, I I definitely won't watch that. Then uh, I saw Walker this week on the CW. Sorry, Walker. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, Walker Texas Ranger reboot with uh, the guy from uh, Supernatural. Yes. Is he from Supernatural? Okay, I didn't know anybody yes. from this whole show. I don't think. <laughs> Right. I he, like he, everybody uh, in the show he, was so just somebody generic I'd never seen before. Right. Oh wait, no, that's right. not true. His dad uh, right. is like a very also kind of generic actor, but you've seen him in things. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh right, this is Walker Texas Ranger except like sad edition. Not. Yes, <laughs> except definitely not. I love the original. This was definitely very, very far from the original. You know what? I, I'm I'm going to have to see what happens with uh, Conan O'Brien. Is Conan O'Brien even on air anymore? No clue. I have no clue either, but I'm going to see if he is just to watch it in... If in the next few weeks, if he's even on the air, if he brings back the Walker Texas Ranger uh, handle where he pulls it and it just oh, plays a random yeah. clip of Walker Texas Ranger, except with uh, the new version instead of the would. old version, that would be so funny. That would be amazing. Yeah, but yeah. the show was pretty terrible. I thought. What do you think? Uh, pretty terrible. I hate this. It felt I like Walker, Texas Ranger a little bit, like, as far as, like, the production no, value. It felt like something out of the 90s to me. Yes, it felt like something <laughs> out of the 90s in the wrong fucking way. Sure. But well, it's, it, it's like, okay, so it, it's like taking the charisma of Chuck Norris and putting it inside a dog... Like, and giving him the actor the, uh, job for the new Texas Walker, Texas Walker Ranger thing. Like, I, I hated him as the, uh, uh, as the hero. Like, I have no interest in this whatsoever. After 30 minutes, I was so fucking bored. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you yeah. were going somewhere with that, but yeah. Uh, oh, I was so bored. Um, I thought it, like I said, it felt like a, the 90s, a, a 90s TV show. So if that's what they were oh. going for, is like trying to recreate 90s feeling of Walker, Texas Ranger, it kind of had that. I think the thing that ruined it to like be kind of like the original was this whole storyline with his dead wife and how his daughter hates him and all this. Oh, it's like so that was never a part of Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah. There were kind of side oh. stories where like he was falling in love with the one lady and he had his sure. dad that he had to protect sometimes, but it was never like, or there, there was an episode where like his dad had a heart attack or this and that, but it's this whole season's going to have this running storyline of this girl not liking her yeah. father or whatever. And that's just, yeah. it didn't feel, that's the part that didn't feel like Walker, Texas Ranger. I never really liked Walker, Texas Ranger. Overall, I gave this a 3.5. How dare you not like the original? I gave it a 2.5, to be honest. The last thing I've seen, it's called It's a Sin. This is about uh, the AIDS pandemic in uh, the UK. Uh, and it is amazing. It is fucking amazing. It's actually one of the best things I have ever seen in my entire life. I think this will be my number one on my list of TV shows of 2021. If something doesn't push it out miraculously, this is just so fucking amazing. I loved every single second of it. Uh, it's it's just... Uh, and uh, Like, you think, oh, uh, a TV show about the AIDS pandemic in, 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 in England, oh, that has to be very boring and, and also a little sad. No, it isn't. It's very, like, celebrating gay culture, and it's very, like, celebrating uh, and showing the bad sides of how to deal. And it's very apt as well, because it's like showing how bad they were at uh, stopping a pandemic in the 80s. Like, it has a very, like, feel of, like, coronavirus uh, thing in this. Uh, yeah, I, I, I give it a 10 out of 10. It's a sin. I, I can't recommend it hard enough for everybody to see all right the last thing we saw was the stand episode six six is that correct yeah yeah six yeah talking about going out with a bang <laughs> totally uh the vigil oh. episode six the vigil while all the bolder fears for mother Ab abigail's safety Stu organizes search parties to ensure her return Presenting an op opportunity for Harold and Nadine. <coughs> Excuse me. In a new Vegas, in New Vegas, Flag recruits a dangerous new follower. Uh, this actually is misleading. It says Stu organizes search parties to ensure a return. Presenting an opportunity. Yeah. Wasn't it the? Wasn't it the vigil that actually presented yeah, the opportunity, it, not yeah. the searching? So this description yes. sucks. But yeah. Holy fuck! I love Harold. <laughs> such a good villain i can't say this again like i love him he's just my favorite thing on this show 
like him as a villain is it's like you see on him that he's evil like in his face every time he smiles he smiles with his like evil grin on his face and and when his uh, quote unquote girlfriend finds out of of him uh, with, with uh, the texts that he had uh, like written down and things like that I love this episode. This is this is definitely uh, a contender of the best episode so far. I would say so. Uh, I give this like an eight. Uh, I think it definitely had the best run through the whole thing, where it's kind of like there yeah. was no downtime. There was maybe one scene no. that had a little bit of downtime, but everything yeah. was kind of like keep you on the edge of your seat in this episode. Uh, and then the f- finale definitely, Jesus. you know, like you said, went out with a bang. And it, But you also yeah. uh, get the very last shot of the two of them sitting up on the cliff. And, like, you know, okay, mm-hmm. now uh, they're going back and everything that's going to happen from here. But um, mm-hmm. we also had the storyline going with the, you know, the big guy in New Vegas and what's yeah. going to happen with him. I, I don't know. The whole thing, this episode... It definitely built a lot of storyline and made you ask a lot yeah. of questions, which most of the other yeah. episodes haven't done so far. So, yeah. I think this was one of the better episodes. Uh, I, I have a feeling the next episode is not going to be as good as this episode. I don't know how it could be, uh, honestly, but no. we'll see if it if, right. if it would be. Yeah, no, I give this a nine. I really, really dig this episode. I, I have... I gave the last one an eight and a half. I think this is a little better. I just loved it, and I, I think I, I have I said it last week as well. Like when evil gets uh, the space they need in the stand, I think stand the stand is on its best, and evil really got like its part of the show this week, <laughs> especially with ending like. I, I loved it. I loved every single part of it. Yeah, I think the whole thing is really visually appealing as well. From the other side of the earth, see what I did there? Uh, we have David Wise. He's a black earther. Uh, present yourself, uh, Mr. Wise. Good good day, guys. How's it going? And uh, okay. the other side of the earth is just like the other side of the room. <laughs> I heard some rumors about this. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, how long have you been a flatter for first and foremost? Uh, it happened about <laughs> six years ago where I was forced to look into flat earth uh, with the, with the um, intention of disproving it. And uh, okay. that's how you become a flat earther. Right. Okay. What kind of got you into it? What was the fir- the catalyst, the first thing that made you question uh, when you were looking into it? Well, I was doing a conspiracy podcast, and fans started sending in, Hey, Dave, have you ever looked at Flat Earth? And they started sending me videos, and I wouldn't look at all. I mean, come on. You know, it's 2020 at the, or whatever. It's 2015 at the time. And... uh I, w- I refused to look into it at all until another researcher that I trust said, Dave, I think the earth might be flat. So then uh, I, uh, I went in trying to debunk it, and two weeks later came out the other side 
no pun intended, uh, that with the earth, <laughs> not a spinning ball. Right. Okay. So, I mean, we've been we've done a lot of research on flat Earth in the past and mm. and this week a little bit as well, uh, just to get ready. But there's a cer- there are certain differences in flat earthers that I've noticed. Like, so some believe in one type of flat Earth and others believe in a different type of flat Earth. Would you agree with that? Well, yes and no. There, are, I mean, all flat earthers agree that the Earth is not a spinning ball. Right. Okay. In in space, and then there's tons of disinformation out there. Okay. That some people believe the disinformation, or at least that's what you you think. Okay. So, what's your kind of version? Do you believe in the? Uh, do you I, believe in that? There's a a dome over the flat Earth, and and that God is outside of this dome, or where do you stand on the on the firmament? Well, I, I do believe that there is some sort of dome enclosing us, whether it's a physical dome, whether it's just a frozen <clears throat> um, dome, or uh, or an energetic dome. I'm not sure because I we're, we just can't go there. But I do believe that we are surrounded by water above and below. Above, okay. So the sky is water. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, above the dome, above the firmament. Excuse me, guys. I just have a little cough, and uh, I sound a little weird. I apologize. Um, above the firmament is water. If you look at what NASA, all of their uh, missions, everything is nautical terms. You know, um, the Sea of Tranquility, ships docking. You know, all everything is all nautical terms. Which isn't proof in anything. I'm just saying it's kind of weird. But if you look at the construct of what the Earth is and evidence, it, it sure appears that space is liquid. Mm. Liquid? Okay. So how did the Earth come where it is then? Well, the flat Earth, I mean, that you believe in. It's not about believing. So, you know, there's a lot we don't know. Yeah. So, you know, the heliocentric model says that, uh, you know, nothing exploded, created everything. And and then, you know, balls uh, uh, formed and gravity and lightning struck. And then, uh, you know, DNA formed and people grew out of that. All of that is pseudoscience. The world that we live in is clearly intelligently designed, and that tells you that there is a creator. Now, I'm not going to go on like who the creator is, where the creator came from, because that's not for me to say. I don't know. But it's clearly intelligently designed once you see it. And then, so when you say, you know, is, is God outside the dome? I don't know. Maybe we're all just a piece of God. I don't, I don't know what God is. But it's intelligently designed, and there is a creator. Right, okay. I think, at least from my research, a lot of people believe the conspiracy of Flat Earth to be hidden from the general public is because they want to keep God from uh, regular people. That's what a lot of Flat Earthers believe. Uh, But what you're suggesting is that the, the God could be not outside the firmament. So what would be in that 
scenario, what would be the purpose of the government hiding flat Earth? So I'm one of the persons that says that God um, is they're hiding God. And the reason for that is it's all about controlling the human mind and everything that's going on in the world right now is because they're controlling us and making us believe in a lot of nonsense. And the way they do that is because people are lost in space, spinning out of control in a godless or distant God universe where an asteroid could take them out at any moment. But when you see that what the earth is and you realize that you are at the center of creation, then you start taking back your power and you start realizing that you have great, you know, you have great power and you stop giving it away. Right now, everyone in the world is just giving away their humanity. They're wearing masks. They're walking around. They're, they're following ridiculous orders. They're, <clears throat> they're doing all sorts of crazy stuff. And that's because people have no idea who they are. And the analogy I use is the, the movie The Matrix. If you look at Neo at the beginning of the movie, he's depressed. He's, uh, he's kind of lost. He doesn't know what's going on. He's trying to – something's wrong in the world. And uh, then if you look at Neo at the end of the movie, he figures out what the world is, where, you know, who he is, and he takes back his power and becomes, you know, a much greater Neo. Well, they're trying to keep that away from us. We are super powerful spiritual beings having an experience here in this realm that if everybody realized that, we'd all unite. And then the elite, the people that are uh, pulling the strings, would be nothing. They'd be fleas to us. We'd be like get out of here we are the many they are the few but everybody thinks that they are the powerful and we have no power and that's the opposite of the truth what do you think is the reason why this flat earth thing has uh, undergone a resurgence uh, yeah. the last uh, 10 years so if flat earth was just a psyop <clears throat> it would have been uh it would have been destroyed, you know, years ago. It would have been, you know, taken apart. Scientists would have come out and said, nope, nope, this doesn't work. Look at this. But science has come out and said nothing. You know, Neil deGrasse Tyson and Bill Lye, the lying guy, um, say science is settled. We don't ever need to talk to flat earthers. And the reason they say that is because they can't talk to us. Because if they do, we'll destroy everything that they have because they have pseudoscience. So why is it all of a sudden reemerged? Well, it's always been around, except... Um, I think this time the internet kind of got away from them, and we were able to reach more people. Uh, everybody in the early 1900s, 1920, even 1930s, everybody on Earth knew the Earth was flat, right? But then the takeover happened, right? In the early 1900s, and uh, the reason it's taking off right now is I think there was a shift in energy in the Earth in uh, in 2012. I put the if I had to draw a line somewhere, I'll draw it, join it in 2012. And people are starting to get a clearer conscience, and they're able to start thinking. And then that, along with uh, our ability to say something and have it go worldwide in, in a split second, was able to get the messages out there. You know, years ago, you know, in the 1980s, 1990s, how do you spread the word of flat Earth? Well, it's not going to go in the newspaper. It's not going to go on TV. The internet didn't exist. So now we're able to, you know, <clears throat> do our experiments make our videos and get them out everywhere. Well, now they're trying to stop that. They're really hiding that information. Like if you Google flat earth, you're going to end up at the flat earth society, which is a uh, disinformation site. Like I told you, you're going to find uh, they're, they're uploading on YouTube alone, a hundred videos a day, at least, which are just disinfo disinfo um, garbage flat earth content. 
Okay. They're basically, you know, crap punch bowl, making it so you can't find the good information. What what information would you have? Would you need to see? Uh, like, what is one type of information that you you could receive that w- you would go, oh, oh, there, there's the the round Earth. Like, yeah. So, um, I would I would need to see proof of curvature, proof of rotation. You know, a- axial rotation. Um, that those two those two are the easiest. Uh, but you know, if the Earth is twenty four thousand nine hundred one miles around, like they say it is. Um, we should only be able to see a certain distance before things drop behind a physical horizon. But when we watch a boat go over the curvature, now if the Earth was a ball, yes, a boat would disappear from the bottom up as it goes over that ball. But if the Earth is flat, it also disappears from the bottom up due to angular resolution, atmospheric conditions, wave conditions, and it disappears. But but sometimes we'll, we'll watch a boat, we'll watch it disappear from the bottom up, then it's completely gone. Everyone says, yep, it's over the curvature. And then we break out our consumer-grade you know, Nikon P900 camera, zoom in on it with our super zoom lens, and there's the boat again. If it went over a physical curve, it would be gone. But we can zoom it back in again. So that proves right there that it's an optical thing, not a physical thing. Would you say that uh, uh, believing in flat Earth has gotten you into other conspiracies? Well, or would I, you say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, go ahead. right. Or, or, you were saying the ma- masks earlier. You were saying uh, yeah. you thought the masks were a big joke and that everybody was being used. And did that? Did flat Earth get you into anti-mask kind of? Feel, no, I, I mean, I've been awake to, uh, you know, the conspiracies. It, you know, when you say conspiracy, that's a weaponized word word because everyone adds theory sure. to it. But a conspiracy is a conspiracy. Two or more people, cons- you know, uh, conspiring to, for their own right. gain is a conspiracy. So yes. if you look back in history, every hundred years, they have the same friggin' thing that happens. In, 19, in 1920, uh, they had the Spanish flu. Everybody was wearing masks. Everyone was getting inoculated. In 1820, we had... Um, I don't know, I forget what that one, the, the Black Plague or whatever. 1720, another one. Every hundred years, this cycle happens again and again. And uh, people don't realize it. People don't look back in history. Uh, could it be just the, the Earth's cyclical nature? I mean, when you look at like a, the way a flower forms and the Fibonacci sequence, that it, all those things are cyclical? So that's why yeah. those things happen? Well, so 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 this cyclical thing is um, it's a reset. It's, it's a you know they're calling it the Great Reset. There was a reset um, from a worldwide empire called Tataria in the 1800s to what we have now, which is a divided world, a world where everyone's divided, divided by countries, divided by states, divided by political parties, divided by religion, race, sports team. Uh, gender, they're dividing the genders. Now they've separated us. No one's allowed to touch each other. We're electrical beings. We need physical touch. One form of torture that the CIA uses is isolation, where no one, you know, you don't get to see or touch or talk to anybody, and that drives people insane. So now they have it where we can't even uh, touch each other. Then we can't even look at each other's faces. They have masks on where, you know, they tell us these masks, you know, Fauci himself said masks do not prevent 
anything. Like if you could smell a fart, he's actually gone. Means... He's gone back on that multiple times. Uh, yeah, I know that. Right. So that it's called that's called the confusion technique, where they tell us one thing, then they retract it, then they tell us again, back and forth. I mean, now they're telling us to wear two masks or three masks. That's insanity. I mean, if you look back in the eighteen in nineteen twenty, in nineteen eighteen and nineteen twenty, um, everyone was wearing masks. And people were dying of bacterial pneumonia, not from a virus, right? And the whole virus thing, that's a whole nother scam. I mean, there is no such thing as a virus that causes disease. They're called exosomes, and they happen when your body's under stress. Your body produces these particles, and then the PCR test is just testing for a genetic, um, a, a small piece of genetic material that everybody has. And if you amplify it enough times, uh, it, you, will, you will get a positive test. And, you know, we were having videos and channels removed for saying that, but now the CDC all of a sudden is saying that exact same thing. They're like, oh, we're over-amplifying it. We're getting too many false positives. I mean, the number of false positives they admit is like 95% when they multiply it, you know, Well, that, that could just have to do with the accuracy of testing. And it doesn't well, – I mean, I, I'm not sure – I'm going to go back to the, who they are because you yeah, keep saying they that, want us to wear masks. They yeah. believe – they think they know the earth's flat, but we don't. They yeah. think they, I, I don't know, uh, believe right, right. in COVID so, so and you don't. Fin- who, who are they? Yeah. On it. Yeah, just if you look at what the PCR test is, look at the own, the the guy that invented the PCR test. It's just, he said, are people not dying you, from this disease? That, are people not that? dying from this disease? No, people are dying. Okay. From, people die every year. In 2018, more people died in 2018 than in 2020. And it, because they're just moving everything into well, the 2020 yeah. But uh, uh, I, I want to go back to this uh, flat Earth thing. Uh, one of the things that I looked into was the Coriolis effect. Have you heard about this? Coriolis effect, yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, what do you want to know about it? I mean, I'll tell well, you the myth. On the on the northern side of the Earth, well, let's yeah. say the northern side. It goes clockwise, and on uh, or uh, the other uh, side, it goes anti-clockwise. Yeah. Wouldn't so, that uh, have... So, when you say the Coriolis, like, are you talking about mm-hmm. storms, or are you talking about bullets? Are you talking... What are you talking about? I, I, I'm talking about uh, love, low-pressure weather systems. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, very good, very good. Good question. So... Let me describe what the flat Earth is. The flat Earth is like, uh, it's not a disc floating in space. It's not a pancake floating in space with other pancakes or other round planets. Uh, That's not what it is at all. Uh, What the flat Earth is, is think of what a pond is. A pond is a body of water that that water accumulates in the low spot in the land. And the edge of the pond is just where the land is higher than the water. So if you go to the edge of the pond, you don't fall off the pond. You just climb onto the land. And then what's beyond there is, uh, well, that's for anyone to discover. Well, the, think of the Earth as a giant pond. And the shoreline that surrounds the world oceans is the land that we call Antarctica. Okay, Antarctica is the highest land on Earth. If you go to Antarctica, uh, the land when you pull up is 200 feet over your head because it's the highest land on Earth. We live in the Antarctic Basin. The Earth is 70% water, so they tell us. And large bodies of water at rest lay flat. So... The Coriolis effect, this is how it works. The center of that lake, the world lake, is a magnetic mountain called Mount Maru, or maybe it's something else. But there's a magnetic force 
coming out of the center of the world lake. So if you lay a compass down uh, and you try to um, dead reckon east or west, east and west are circles around that center point because your compass always has to point towards that center. Where is so the center point? At the center of the, the center of the world lake. Where so Where is the, the world lake? <laughs> so the, all of the oceans of the world, just think of it as a round lake. Right? With little just islands big, in it that are a the big continents. circular lake with islands in it, and those are the continents. Okay. Correct. And at the very center of that lake is the North Pole, and all compasses point towards the center. So any direction away from the center, whether you're going, you know, if you're looking down at the lake like a clock, if you go 12 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 9 o'clock, those are all south. Even though they're all different directions, they're all away from the center. So just get a magnet, put it on a round table, and then you'll see that, where south is. South is every direction away from I'm the center. I'm not sure... I'm not sure how that explains how the corollas effect I'm, I'm gonna explain can, it right now. can be uh, different ways on the same. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to it. Yeah. yeah. The, the the thing is, the ball Earth has a major advantage over the flat Earth, and that is, it's just easy to believe that it's a ball without ever looking into these things. So the sun um, and the moon are, you know, the Earth is a big. You got to look at it like a big galvanic battery where the sun and the moon are the anode and cathode and they circle around in between the two tropics. So think of a, a circle on that lake halfway between the center and halfway between the shoreline. That circle is what we call the equator. Outside wow. of that circle and inside of that circle are the Tropic of Capricorn and the Tropic of Cancer, which are, you know, Cancer is a smaller circle and, and Capricorn is a bigger circle. Well, the sun and the moon... Um, go around on that little racetrack, you know, in between the two tropics. And they, they, they go around. So as they go, they push an electromagnetic wake. Just like if you push your hand or a paddle through water, you'll get opposite rotating vortices. Well, that's the same thing that happens with the sun and the moon. And most, not all, most storms, weather systems, uh, in the outer south rotate counterclockwise and in the inner north rotate clockwise right. or vice versa yes um yeah. and and so sometimes though when the sun and the moon are on the far side of the plane and there's a fast moving weather system it will move across the tropics and go into the from the outer south to the inner north and be spinning in the wrong direction all right so if coriolis was real um that wouldn't that couldn't happen but it's but it's not real so you're suggesting that the sun and the moon rotate uh, perpendicular to the circumference of the flat Earth. Yeah, they go. They they just circle around the top of the flat Earth. Now, right. So then, what you were suggesting about the boat—that if you zoom in, you can see the boat because there is no curve to the Earth. In that case, shouldn't we be able to see the sun and the moon at all times? Yeah. Well, you would think that, but the sun and the moon on the Earth are very small and close. And we've been brainwashed to believe that light can travel for billions of years and trillions of miles, which isn't the case at all. The atmosphere is thick, and uh, when the sun is um, literally, I don't know, 300 miles away, you can't even see it because its light can't even push through. 300, 400, 500, whatever the, the distance is. So it's just circling over us, and it's high in the sky when it's over us, and it's low in the sky when it's going away from us. Okay. And then... If you if you're looking, imagine a, a so where is sun. it? I guess uh, is it outside the firmament, inside no, the firmament, inside. part of okay. The sun that we see 
is inside the firmament. It's it doesn't act like a physical object. I I look at it. Right. This is where my my first question comes back in because I see a lot of differences in the way people see flat Earth. Because one belief is that the firmament is like a giant. Uh, screen and that it's showing the sun and the moon and stars and it's all like a sure some type of reality show right here's the thing the we we can't get to the firmament so but whenever we're talking about things that are over our head or beyond the shoreline of antarctica we are speculating but we can do experiments that show you how these things work i personally believe that the source of the sun and we have evidence to show it um, is outside or within the firmament, you know, within whatever the firmament is. And the sun that we see is kind of like a focus point of energy within our system, and it's kind of like a reflection. And everybody sees it in a position relative to their own position. So imagine the three of us were standing outside, and we're 20 feet apart uh, in, a ro- in a line, and we're facing a giant mirror that's upright, and uh, we're looking into this giant mirror, gi- you know, giant, giant mirror. And behind us, the sun is setting. And we all looking in the mirror, and we can see the sun, right? And if we had another person walk up to the mirror, I can, I can move them around. And I say, go over the mirror right there. That's where I see the sun. It draws a little X with a Sharpie on the mirror. And then you would show them where you see it, and it would be 20 feet to the side of me, and then the other would be 20 feet to the side of you. So we're all seeing the sun in a different position. And this is what's interesting. If you go outside with a big mirror, at late in the afternoon and set it up so it's reflecting the sun from you know any distance you want as long as you can see the whole sun in the mirror uh but then you look you kind of look you stick your head in between the two suns the sun the real sun on your right and the mirrored sun on your left then close your eyes you'll feel the same amount of heat on both sides of your face and uh it's because well, it's so just radiant energy, though. That's... Well, yeah, what I'm saying is people say, well, how can the sun be hot if it's a reflection? And I'm like, well, the reflection, you know, the, and I noticed this. I was at a pool. Um, I was poolside in Vegas, and it was late in the afternoon, and the sun was really hot on the right side of my face. It was going down. It was like 3.30 in the afternoon. And the hotel was like 100 yards to my left, and it had giant mirrored windows, and the sun just lined up with a mirror uh, perfectly where it wasn't, you know, hitting any of the rest of the building. And it looked the same. I'm like, wow, it looks it looks the same. All right, it's a mirror reflection. Of course, it's going to look the same. But then I felt the heat on my face, and I closed my eyes. And I'm like, if I didn't know which side the sun was on, which side would I guess is on? And I couldn't tell the difference. It was the same amount of heat. So that kind of just gave me a little more support in my theory that the sun that we see is a reflection. And the other way you can tell that it's not something physical, the more people you have triangulating uh, on a physical object, the closer of a bead you get on where it is. But if you have more than two people triangulating the sun, the number gets wacky. The more people you add from different angles, uh, the, the number just gets farther and farther off because you're trying to triangulate um, something that's not in the same position for each person, so it doesn't work. So I don't know if you know this, uh, David, but I'm from Norway. Uh, I lived in Norway my entire life. Yeah. Uh, and you may ask, Sorry? You have the 24-hour sun up there. Yes. We do have the 24-hour sun up there. Doesn't that, uh, well, uh, some of Norway, doesn't that kind of destroy uh, your explanation? It it actually works the same on a ball earth and a flat earth, but I'll tell you what doesn't work the same. So when the sun in June 
comes inside to its innermost tract, the Tropic of Cancer, it's very Norway's within that circle that it makes. It's not on the outside of the circle. It's on the inside of the circle. And the sun never gets far enough away from Norway to actually appear to set below the optical horizon. So it's always close okay. enough so you can see it. Then, then when the sun goes outwards to the Tropic of Capricorn, uh, I think you guys have uh, 24 hours of no sun, right? For for yes. in, in December, so yes. so at an equal southern latitude, they should have the same sun that you have, um, but six months difference. So okay. in in December 21st, when you're having no sun, um, the, as someone at the equal latitude in the south should have a 24 hour sun, but they right. don't. But they don't. There's no 24-hour sun in the south. Now, there's long days. There's a lot, of, a lot of light. But light and sun are two different things. The, the, the daylight is a different thing than actual sunlight. And uh, the sun, they, no one sees the sun for 24 hours. Now, when the sun's all the way back in in June to the Tropic of Cancer, uh, people in the deep south have no sun. That works the same way because the sun's just too far from them. But when the sun is making its outer big track, there should be, uh, if the Earth is a ball, there should be 24-hour sun in Antarctica, but there's not. So is the Earth a f- you- is the sun a physical thing? Because you just said the sun is a reflection, and then you just said that the sun is doing is on a track. So it's either a reflection or it's on a track. It can only be one well, or no, the it's, other. It's making, it's making a circle on a track. I don't, I don't mean it's on a physical track. It's, uh, it's you know, we see it circle around... In okay. between these two tropics, so so again, this so is a lot. Can, if if the sun, is, so so the sun's not inside. Uh, <clears throat> it's not inside, or it, it I is don't inside. Know the, the source of the sun appears to be outside of the firmament, beyond what we can see. Now, during an eclipse, um, people didn't have. Didn't you say there was water out there? And that, yeah. the, and didn't you say the sun was inside? So, uh, if the sun and the moon are inside, but the sun is a reflection from outside is that what you're suggesting then when we traveled to the moon did we actually go to the moon or do you believe in that type of space travel so so you guys believe we went to the moon i'm I'm just asking you because you're saying the moon is a physical thing within the firmament so traveling to the moon in your theory of flat earth should be possible right it should actually be easier than traveling through space to get no, to the moon. No, no, the moon is not a physical thing. The moon that we see also is a projection. And one way to prove this is when the moon goes into a new moon, which is there's no light on the moon, you know, after it wanes to a crescent and then disappears, nobody has ever seen the moon for almost two full days. I think it's 42 hours where no plane, no one astronaut, no telescopes, no infrared scopes. No one has ever seen the sun, the moon. And you could argue, well, that's because it's so close to the sun. You know, in line with the sun, you wouldn't see it. So during a total eclipse, the, you should be able to see the features on the moon. But no one's ever seen the moon approach the sun or exit the face of the sun. And during totality, during an eclipse, mm-hmm. with the earth shine, because during an eclipse of viewing the, the, there's the, sun, the earth is completely lit up. It should light up the moon enough where at least an infrared telescope or somebody should see it, but no one has ever seen it. So the whole idea of what's going on with eclipses, you know, eclipses prove um, 
proves proves a lot. I mean, if you look into the lunar eclipse, uh, it's not the Earth, probably not the Earth causing the dimming of the moon. So again, well, lots, what is? Of, lots to learn here. Let me just throw out okay. before we before we come to the end is don't believe anything I say. I'm pointing to some doors that may open up your life. Right. I created an app called the Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. Right. So, and I'm not in this to make money. I walked away from my own company, which was making a very healthy living, and uh, to do this. And I'm able to do it because I sell this app. But the app is the best way to learn about Flat Earth. It gets around Google censorship. It answers all your questions. And I have a challenge for you and all of your listeners. Uh, take the Flat Earth app challenge. Every day, there's a new video that shows up on the app. Short ones during the week, longer ones on the weekend. Two weeks, watch those videos. And at the end of that, if you can send me one proof of the globe, I'll refund your $2.99. And I'll give you a full Bitcoin. Okay. <laughs> okay. That that is a, a a sworn promise from me, and the the thing is, I am confident that you will not be able to because I tried to dis- disprove it, along with everyone else. Every flat earther, every real flat earther, tried to debunk flat Earth, and that's how they became flat earthers. Now you could just say, I don't believe it. The lie's too big. Everyone would have to be in be in on it. All pilots and scientists would have to be on it. Um, you know, schools would have to be in on it. Uh, there's too many people to keep a secret. Deathbed confessions. All of that is explained in the app. That has a, a frequently asked questions page, which gives you video after video after video that you won't be able to find on YouTube. You'll just find crap on YouTube or other video services. So, I just check it out. And if you want, if you're not sure, you're like, I don't pay for apps. Go look, read the reviews. Besides the reviews that say, you know, my phone from you know 2005 doesn't work. Um, yeah, you have to have a decent phone, iPhone right, 6 okay. or better, or Android 8.0 operating system or better. I think most and, people uh, do. Read yeah. reviews and you'll see that I'm not kidding. So I have a question. Do you believe in Australia? Of course. Now, that's a yeah, that's a programmed response right there put out by the news saying that flat earthers don't. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so, so that's, that's I, I, have, I, have, I have one question about Australia that I find very fascinating. On the flat earth. Uh, theory where the Antarctic is in the center. If we would draw a line to uh, two of the biggest towns in in Australia, Sydney and Perth, uh, on the opposite sides of of uh, the flat Earth, yeah, we're, we're working from a flat Earth here right now. Uh, uh, the distance from uh, uh, Santiago to Australia is too long for the flight times. Is that what you're going to say? Yes. Yeah. So, so there are no there, there there used to be no direct flights, but now there are is a direct flight. So the the but the there's flight. also a, a, a very uh, uh, actually it is a little too long between Perth and yeah. and uh, and Sydney as well. And there has been direct flights between Perth and and uh, Sydney talking for between Santiago and Australia or New Zealand, right? Well, we uh, I would use Perth and Sydney because that's uh, uh, on the same continent. I don't, I don't I'm not I'm unaware of that, but okay. The, so so uh, the distance should be around five, six, seven thousand, uh, uh, and it is two and a half. Um. I'm not sure where you're getting that from. I haven't looked into that. But the, okay. the, these these flight plans, you know, going from Santiago 
uh, you know, South America to Australia is a very long flight because they're on opposite ends of the world pond. But there's all, there's all, the, the flights normally go from Santiago all the way up to California, all the way over to New York, all the way over to Dubai, and then all the way back down to, to um, you know, Australia, which right. is crazy because they should just you know, stay down in the southern hemisphere and you know, just go around uh, 50 degrees south. But I, 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 would look, I would look into uh, Perth and Sydney because yeah. that is I'll, too, I'll look too... into that, but my, my point is... Yeah. The, these flight paths are no way to prove flat Earth because the the direct flight that Qantas has, they use a special plane. Uh, only a couple pilots fly it, and uh, they often cancel the direct flights because the winds aren't cooperating. But when you fly, these planes have seven layers of heat-resistant paint on them. So that, to me, says these planes are going faster. Let's say the plane only goes 600 miles an hour. You right. bring it up to 45,000 feet, and if you look at the wind patterns on the flat Earth, which the app actually shows you live, um, you can get a tailwind of 200 miles an hour, which will bring you up to 800 miles an hour, and the flight times make perfect sense. All right, I think it's time to wrap this up. I just had one last question, which I tried to ask earlier, but we kind of skipped over it. Who are they, and why do they want to keep this from us? Well, they are the ruling uh, elite, you know, the royal family, the, the, the Rothschilds, all the names that we know, and those are just those aren't really the total controllers because the, they're just the puppet string pullers of the people that are pulling their strings. So we don't know who the who the true rulers of the world are, but uh, they're the you know the bankers and uh, you know they're the ones that have taken over the world in the early 1900s. They're the ones that start all the wars. Um, you know, there's people you know Obama knows Obama's you know in this bloodline family, so. Um, who they are, great question. But, you know, there is obviously people that are trying to rule this world. I mean, just look at the great reset they're trying to pull on us right now. So, and the reason is why it's all about control. If you knew who you really were, where you really were, if you knew there was more, what if you knew there was a hundred other continents out there that you're, uh, that you're unaware of right now? Maybe you'd pick up and leave and you'd say, you know what? I don't like this tyranny. I'm going to the Iron Republic or I'm going somewhere else. Um, if you knew all of that, yeah. then, uh, then uh, you know, they lose control. Can I ask you some fire questions? Like, you answer yes or no to? Sure. Do you believe in the, the Titanic story? The Titanic? Yeah. Um, you know, I think something sunk out there, but I think it was a different ship. There was a twin ship. And, uh, okay. yeah, it was to get rid of... Yes. Uh, okay. Yes or, no, the, yes or no, please. Yeah, okay. we're trying to wrap it up, so... so, so Epstein, okay. dead or no? Yeah. Epstein, yeah. is he dead or no? Well, the, the official story, no. Okay. 9-11, yes or no? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for uh, being on. Thank you so and, much, uh, David. All right, guys, yeah, see you. Thank you. All right, that was, that was a fun interview. That was interesting, yeah. Uh, thank you, David. Uh I think I never have had uh, someone I disagree with as much as him on the show ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I, I, well, no, that's maybe not true. There was the Trump supporter. There's oh, been yeah, a few people that we've had on here that we disagree with. But it, it's good to hear it from their side instead of just getting it from... Uh, whatever a random Articles. source online yeah. or yeah a youtube yeah. video or something like that getting it straight from somebody who actually thinks that 
uh, whether we believe it in, in it or not, at least yeah. we know that this person is a real person, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I find I, I find that is more or less, like, I, I know we got very, like, much flag for having a, 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 a Trump supporter on this podcast. I'm sure we will get flagged for having a, a flat earther on this podcast. I have, a, I have a suggestion for you. Go to another digital citizen at gmail.com. That's another digital citizen at gmail.com. Tell us you want to be guests on this podcast. Guess what? We will probably have you on the guests on the podcast. We absolutely have no problem having people on this podcast. You can also go on Twitter at Podcast ADC. That's at Podcast ADC and contact us that way. And if you really want to live in the Stone Ages, you can go to the Facebook page. I'm sure people use Facebook nowadays. Uh, it's another digital system on Facebook. Have somebody uh, written to us on any of those platforms? Uh, not that I saw. Um, so, no. No. No, but that's fine. Yeah, go ahead and do it, yeah. especially if you want to want us to interview. I guess now is a good time to talk about the changes yeah, to the show. Uh, we're going to kind of do less main topic stuff because it's just too much right now, especially. Oh, yeah. uh, and we just kind of want to change things up. We're going to do main topics of mm. things we really want to do instead of having to do right. just a main topic. Sometimes that we're like, okay, let's do that this week just because. Uh, mm -hmm. we're just going to do main topics that we really want to do, uh, or yeah. if we, somebody gets a hold of us and wants us to interview them or something like that, we will do yeah. that. Uh, but we, we just feel like sometimes we do main topics and it's kind of like, we're doing this we just to fill, yeah. just to fill a main topic spot. And yeah, it's interesting yeah. most of the time, but sometimes it's like, it's a little much. Yeah. It's a lot and of work I, I, also. I, yeah, it's it's a lot of work for a lot of things that we don't really like. Like, we don't really like the form of sitting there reading things from Wikipedia. It doesn't bring anything into the, the platform. And I, I, I think we should be a little honest. I think that uh, we had a vacuum after Tilly left that we didn't really know how to fill. And... I think that's why the main topic has stayed there as long as it has. I think no, no, none of us was really aware that it was a problem before it got a little too much, and it was like it was a stress factor in our life, and it was kind of like, oh, really? I have to read this. 16 pages long Wikipedia article and I have to go to this website and I have to do right. this and that and this and that and this and that gets too much and the thing is like we have never gotten any feedback on any main topic we have ever done in our podcast so I don't think you will miss it if you will miss it you have to you have to email us like uh, will you miss the main topic okay Right, but the other thing is, like, we have yeah. always planned this podcast to be two hours. That's kind of, like, where we have right. always planned it to be. And lately, it's more than not, it gets to two and a half hours, sometimes right. three. And the main topic 
is one of the longest things we do. Cutting it's going right. to make the show a little shorter for people, so that's something we're going to have to get used to. But I still feel like we're going to hit two hours no problem because we just generally because we talk so much. We we can just talk to each other and just go. Uh, and so right. I, mean, I think that is something that we definitely struggled with at the beginning, and now we can kind of do better. So the main topic isn't... We're still going to do main top. We're still going to do things oh, like yeah. uh, Oscar bet, and uh, we're still going to do uh, best movies of the year at the end of the year, and best TV shows yeah. at the end of the year, and we'll probably do yeah. what like fall TV premieres. We'll do some of the oh, yeah. main uh, main topics we really like to do, but we're not going to oh, do yeah. the main topics that we just don't that we just don't feel like doing. That's all. That's the yeah. only real difference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we will do less of what we don't like to do. <laughs> That's more or less it. Exactly. I mean, in, yeah. In in some weeks we'll uh, in in some weeks we'll have another interview with a person. So, I mean, we we're up for having interviews with people and having discussions with things. It's just that. We don't want to go and bury ourselves in a topic that uh, we feel like we we are reiterating a Wikipedia article. It's not interesting. I mean, gen generally, we try not to just read out of the Wikipedia article. We have right. other websites and things. What I mean, we always, yes. yeah. But generally, what it comes down to is, it sounds like you're just reading it because yes. we're reading out of websites, we're reading out of this, we're reading out of that. And that's the only really way to like get those things across correctly. But at the same time, uh, it's not. It's just not fun to do. So yeah. Nope. So yeah, uh, next week we will not uh, have a have a main topic. Yeah, we'll probably do oh. more news. That means we'll probably do more yeah. of this and more of that, uh, which will fill the space. And I also think there uh, will be more talks between you and me like about the other things like right we'll, we'll have we'll more time to to kind of expand yeah. on things yeah totally yeah. okay talking about <laughs> topics and long shows this is going to be a long show but that's uh we will uh we will be i, I have no idea how long the show is going to be because we have been all over the place with the recording so right yes because we didn't really think david should show uh, was going to show up we we told you that so uh, anyways uh, let's go into the movie news another box office uh, apocalypse as James Bond and the Quiet Place is moved again oh what the shock it's almost like they're waiting for the vaccine or something I I'm not really sure well maybe sure but uh, I think they're just moving it because it's been moved and they assumed at this time when they moved it originally that everything would be stable enough and they're like it's not stable enough still we're just going to move it again I don't know if it has necessarily anything to do with the vaccine uh maybe it does a little bit uh but it does say the James Bond movie is going to move to October 8th uh mm -hmm. and I guess uh the quiet place is Quiet Place Parth is going to move to September 17th now. So Right. Yeah. I I I I I still ask you will you go back to the movies? 
I didn't. I. I mean, I don't really. Even before the pandemic, I didn't really go to the movies all that much because I live out right. of town. So it's like really a big thing to just spend whatever twenty five minutes to go into town just to go to the movies when I could just watch a movie on TV. Uh, so yeah, I don't really. I didn't really spend all that much time at the movies. It was like a thing that I would do I two or three times a year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you would for sure. I, yeah, I was a lot uh, in in the movie theaters before Corona. Uh, now I have no wish at all. Maybe that's because AMC is having problems. Well, according to them, they're not having problems. Movie theater chain AMC, oh. which was pushed to the bank of bankruptcy last year, said Monday its doors will remain open now until 2021, thanks to almost a, uh, a billion dollars, nine, $917 million uh, in infusion of cash. More than half of the new funding is from investors who purchased AMC's shares during the company's December stock offering, which we talked about at the time, if you remember that. Yeah. They remain yeah. the remaining amount comes from a $411 million line of credit uh, taken out through a European subsidiary Od- Odeon. What I don't I f- think this is March. <laughs> you don't think it's March? Smart at all. Oh, no. smart. No. Uh but what I think is happening here is just the same thing we were talking about with um with GameStop is these investors yeah. are a lot of these people who are investing in these shares in December are expecting AMC to fail and then they will return they they're they're betting on it failing. Uh, I'm guessing that's where a lot of these people are, are why they're investing into it. Yeah, because I I I have to be honest with you. I think I will be. It looks like I'm. Sadly, going to be more, more, more and more right about this. That uh, I don't see anything uh, changing in the near future that will save the movie industry. I think it's dead and buried. I think, like I've said, like, it's going to be uh, more of like a a concert venue type thing where you pay twenty five dollars for a ticket, thirty dollars for a ticket. And yeah. then the, and the popcorn and everything is su- still super expensive, and but the theaters are much smaller and uh, much more kind of lu- luxurious. Uh, the ones that are still around, and a lot of the smaller ones, and the big box theaters are all going to go out of business. I'm shocked that the movie theater in here in Lillehammer is still going, because when I was active there before the corona, it had problems getting people there. Right. Okay. I can't. Yeah, I can't imagine how much problem they are having now. Okay, movie round. I only saw one movie, so you should probably start if you saw more than one movie because we saw the same I movie. I did see more than one movie. I saw a movie called White Tiger on Netflix. Have you heard about this? Uh, yeah. I didn't. I haven't seen a trailer oh. or anything. I don't. I kind of know what it's about, but. Yeah, it's based on a book. Uh, uh, it has gotten very good reviews. Uh, so I think I went into this with a little too high expectations because I kind of found it 
a little too glossy, a little too boring, and a little too just up up hyped, to be honest. I, I, it's about this uh, ambitious uh, driver of a rich family in India that uses his head to like uh, escape uh, poverty and like fighting himself to the top. And like I said, it's based on a very good novel. I love the novel. Um, I think that also that was kind of like uh, uh, I kind of have had high expectations because I, I liked the novel. But uh, I will give this a four and a half out of ten. Anything else? Yeah, I saw one more thing. Yeah, but I you saw a movie as well. Yeah, the same thing you saw. Oh, oh, cool. Yeah, let's talk about that movie then. Average Joe. Yeah. Uh, it's it's quite a movie. It is quite a movie. This movie. It's yeah. It's a, is it a superhero I, movie, Fro? Maybe it's a superhero <laughs> movie. It's it's a superhero movie. I have never been so happy that I have seen this movie with someone else but me uh, in my entire life. The editing of the sound in this movie is one of the most atrocious things about this movie. The sound editing, and that's what the first thing I'm talking about. It's not a good movie, people. It's a trashy, trashy, trashy movie. But I, I, I don't think we really agree if it's meant to be trashy or not. I think you're on the side of, yeah, it was meant to be bad. And I kind of is 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 more on the side of, I don't think they meant it to be this bad. Uh, yeah, but I feel like it's supposed to be, com- like, I don't think it's supposed to be that bad, maybe, but I think it's supposed to be a comedy about superheroes. It's not supposed to be a serious sure. superhero movie. No. I, I agree. Right. But as 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 a funny well, it is a funny movie, but it's not a funny movie for the right reasons. <laughs> but I think the jokes they make about superheroes are supposed to be comedy jokes. Like it's not that yes, it's funny because it's land. it's not because it's funny because it's bad. Right. It's supposed to be a comedy film, is my point. Okay. Right? Yeah, so in that way I do think it's supposed to be tongue in cheek. Uh, it is also badly put together. Did they badly right. put it together on purpose? Uh, that I don't know. Uh, because okay. they could have done it on purpose to kind of Sharknado this film. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But yeah, I, because I, it's very Sharknado. It right, but I can't tell if they did it on purpose or if they, they it's just really bad because it's really bad. It's really hard to tell with this one. Right. <laughs> It is. Uh, why don't you tell the audience a little about what the movie is about? Because I barely know what it's about. It's about a guy who tries to become a superhero <laughs> or something. Like he he goes to he can't get a job, so he goes to uh, audition as a superhero, and he lies mm-hmm. to them and tells them he has all these superpowers, and they just because bo- he doesn't think it's real, and he just, just, just he, yeah. Oh, is that why I didn't get that when we were watching it? Okay, mm-hmm. uh, and then. Uh, they just believe him for some reason and then send him out on a mission as, like, a superhero. 
Yeah, and um, the special effects are amazing. We got um, like six montages in one movie. <laughs> That was another thing. I think the montages were yeah. kind of a jokey joke kind of montage, but I don't know. A lot of expo- exposition. A lot of exposition. And it was just very confusing. The storyline's very confusing. At one point, this bad guy comes <laughs> in, and we're like, who the hell is this? We have no idea who this guy is. He's never been in the film up until now. <laughs> because he, he was... He was like... I, I think... I think I don't exaggerate when I say he's in the last quarter of the movie. He just comes, yeah, he comes out of nowhere. But I think maybe he (laughs) might have been like the masked guy earlier without a mask on, but they don't really explain that very well. Right. Right. And that's kind of my biggest problem with with this movie. (laughs) Is, Is that nothing is explained in this movie. I have no fucking clue what is like uh, when Luke now said what the movie is about. Like that is more or less it. Like I have no clue. Like uh, uh, who is who and why they're there or anything because this this movie makes zero sense. So what do you give this movie? Uh, what did I give it? Uh, I'll probably give it a one point five. Yeah, 1.5 seems fair. I agree. Let's go to the trailer. Psycho Gorman. Dad? You okay, Sport? Is there such thing as monsters? What's with all the monster talk tonight? For every child, there is one time. Oh, Jesus Christ. One adventure. Oh, my God. That, that... And one psycho. What? No, that storytelling voice that was very come true. 80s. He's gonna kill everybody if we yeah. anywhere. Not unless I tell him to. It's definitely got a. I mean, listen to the music. It's what the hell? And that what? what was that? <laughs> um, definitely got a retro feel to it. Uh, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> PG for short. PG. Okay. Cool. What is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? (laughs) You you couldn't tell from the trailer what it was about? No. Uh, Intergalactic assassins converge on a small town after two siblings unwittingly... Resurrect an ancient alien overlord. Uh, 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb. 67% on Metacritic. 77% of Google users liked it. Okay. Maybe I should see it? Question mark? It's got... Uh, We'll see what the audience score is, but go ahead and into your reviews. 60%, yeah. Because I found found it on Rotten Tomatoes. It has an audience score of 60%. Uh, Omar M. gave it two stars. Honestly, I enjoyed the movie where there were some parts that made me laugh. I just really had a hard time with little girls acting in it. Uh, It was over the top and very annoying through the movie. If I had to go for a fun gore movie type of movie, this is it. 
be ready that it uh, has annoying little girls in it, though. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I like that. Uh, another one gave it five stars for A. I absolutely loved the movie. Got surprised how good homage for 1890 series like Cayman uh, Rider. I don't remember that TV show at all. No. Uh, or Power Rangers Campiness. I kind of got that. Yeah. The guy kind of looked like Kamen Zord. Riders? No. Uh, Power Rangers. The guy kind of looked yeah. like Lord Zord or whatever his name was. Yeah. 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 Huh. Okay. What about you? I went to the Facebook. Uh, Alex Torres says, amazing movie. Freaking loved it. Hope there's a sequel. Amy Rio says, watched it tonight. Every, loved every second. So much fun. Every, or even during the rap, uh, during the credits. Okay. <laughs> there's a rap in this movie, but all right. Uh, and then a lot of people, the only negatives I saw on this on the Facebook was people complaining that they can't get it in the UK. Like multiple people saying, when is this going to release in the UK? Where can I watch this one in the UK? When is this coming out in the UK? <laughs> Let me guess. It's not out in the UK, maybe? I'm, at least not yet, or at least not online where people can access it. I'm sure people could find it somewhere if they really wanted to. Uh, also coming out this week, it was uh, our friend that has a very funny Google users uh, character because it has 69% Google users like this movie, look, look. Okay. <laughs> 69. Uh, 84% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, 7.2 on IMDb. Uh, our friend is in 2019 comedy drama uh, film uh, directed by Gabriel. Oh my god. <clears throat> Cowperthwaite from a, scrad, a screenplay from Brad Inslee. It stars Jason Siegel, Dakota Johnson, and Casey Affleck. Okay. Uh, Brothers by Blood. A man remains tormented by his sister's death while his cousin grows more powerful in the hierarchy of the family crime business. Uh, 21% on Rotten Tomatoes, 39% on Metacritic, 4.8 out of 10 on IMDb, directed by Jeremy Guez, Guez, something of uh, to that effect, Ro starring Ryan Phillippe, uh, Paul Sh Scheider, Joel Kinnan, yeah, some people. Hmm. Uh, then we have No Man's Land, uh, directed by Connor Aylin. It has 4.4 on IMDb, a modern western inspired by real-life no-man's-land areas along the Texas-Mexican border, while uh, out for uh, uh, father-son uh, patrol, Jackson kills a Mexican immigrant boy, becoming a gringo's illegal alien in Mexico. Chased by Texas rangers and Mexican fe federals, Jackson's journey across the Mexico to for, uh, seek forgiveness from the dead boy's father, only to fall in love with the land that has uh, he has been taught to hate. This sounds like a fucking propaganda movie. Uh, Jake Allen, uh, Frank Grillo, and George Jameson in Storm of Bleeds. Andy McDowell is also in it. And oh. George Lopez. Oh, George Lopez in a movie in 2021? 
What? Really? Oh. And it's not it's not even a comedy movie either. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Okay. Uh okay. which movie do you want to watch from? Uh, Psycho Gorman. I think me, uh, like, I was not expecting that to be the one going into this, but... Yeah. He definitely looks like the best out of these four movies. Hey, Out of the World, uh, by... <laughs> I almost said Peter Jackson. Uh, <laughs> that would be very funny to see. Uh, Eye of the World is uh, this uh, uh, month's uh, book club of another uh, digital system uh, you can go and find it on audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen that's audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen that's eye of the world uh, yeah it's uh, first in uh, the wheel of time series we will talk about that next week uh, talking about next week, we will do news of the week. We will do stand episode seven review. We will have uh, another digital review of Finding You. I'm guessing. Hopefully, that's actually a movie that's coming out next week. We'll never know yeah. until next week. That's kind of how it works from now on. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's that that's that that way for perpetuity, uh, as they say. Yeah, and the main topic is <gasps> crickets, crickets. Uh, Jeremy Round, uh, other than Frenemies, have you uh, anything interesting to talk about? Bernie memes? I mean, put that oh, right Jesus here at the end. Bernie memes, yeah. So many Bernie memes, I mean, starting the day of the podcast, right? No. Yes. Yeah, the day of the podcast last week. Yes. It was just, what, like, four days of straight Bernie memes online, everybody all over the place, to the point where it got, everybody was getting t sick and tired of Bernie memes. Uh, were you the one that sent me the thing that it was like, uh, <laughs> oh, the late night shows got a hold of them. Those are not yeah, funny anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. It's yeah. very true, though. Once the Jimmy yeah. Kimmels and everybody got a hold of the Bernie memes, it was like, the dead meme, dead meme. <laughs> I also sent you a video of uh, the Masked Singer UK, oh, yeah. where the Viking performs Take On Me. Does that not sound like Morton Harkett, or does that not sound like Morton Harkett? I don't know who that is, so yes, it definitely sounds like a person I've never heard of. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> the lead singer of AHA! Uh, speaking of the Bernie meme, I'm seeing a thing here... Uh, Bernie Mittens raised $1.8 million in the last five days for yeah. uh, organizations in the state of Vermont. Uh, the sum comes from a sale, sales of merchandise uh, of wool mittens. So they raised tons of money for like uh, actual charities and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Something game, good came out of the meme. Another thing, PewDiePie reverse face reveal. Oh, Jesus Christ. People actually got mad about this for some reason. <laughs> I, I feel so sorry for him. Like, why did people go so bananas for this? They feel like he's making fun of uh, VTubers or YouTubers who don't use their face. Virtual yeah, YouTubers. Yeah. He, they feel like he's making fun of them. But he's just making a joke. That's all he was doing. And then I heard that he's like, yeah, I thought it would be like a couple weeks and it would be funny but then everybody freaked out and now I'm just going to keep doing doing it because it's even funnier <laughs> yeah 
Uh, Jim Carrey mocks Melina Trump in the political work and is slammed as bully and sexist because Jesus Christ, you can't get make fun of Melina. Jesus Christ. Oh, that would be terrible. Yeah, that making would... fun of Melina Trump. I that mean, would be horrible. She's, she's totally so off limits. amazing. <laughs> uh, Jojo Siwa came out, bro. Did you see this? Yeah. I did, yeah. Uh, she didn't really specify her where I she's at in her sexuality, that. but she just definitely came out, which is cool for her to do. Uh, yeah. I wonder how this is going to change her content, or if it is at all, or if she's just going to keep doing what she does, which I assume she would. I mean, she's she's made a really good living doing what she does. Uh, the my pillow guy uh, is in problem because Colts Bed Bath and Beyond and other companies uh, has uh, uh, des- decided it is not cool to trade with a lunatic racist. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, lunatic for sure, definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. See anything else that came out this week? Mm. Mm-hmm. No, I think I that's think pretty so. much it. I think we covered yeah. everything this week. I, I definitely think we did. The new Godzilla vs. King trailer was the bomb. Jesus Christ, that was good. I just have a, it's just that the a bunch of the Godzilla movies in whatever the last few bunch of years have been really yeah, terrible. Yeah, been shit. Yeah. Right? And a lot of the I, Kong movies in the last couple of years have been shit, so I don't have great expectations, but the trailer did look pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's everything, people. I hope you enjoyed this super long show. That's maybe not that long. We have no idea. Who knows? We have no clue. We'll Bye. figure it out once we get our uh, Apple AR headset instead of the phone. That's when we'll know. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye, citizen.